The Trev and Ben Show. Broadcasting to the London Borough of Croydon. This is Croydon Radio. Jam News of the World. And now, Trevor Smith and Ben Harmer. They don't deserve mouths. The Trev and Ben Show. A very good morning to you. Welcome to Croydon Radio and welcome to the Trev and Ben Show. Hello, hello, hello. What's all that about? I'm, I'm cheery. It's like a policeman. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> good morning to you. Welcome to the show. Hola. Can you do a whole range of welcomes? Ciao. Isn't that goodbye? I think it's both. Is it? Yeah. You can't have the same for Guten hello. Tag. You can't have the same for hello and goodbye. Bonjour. <laughs> Excellent. You see, we're inclusive. European. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in or out? Actually, no, we can't talk about it. No, are we, are we bound by that as well? I don't know. We're in Purdue. Purdue. We're in Purdue. We're in Purdue. Where's Purdue that? Or Is that Purdue. Europe? Something like that. <laughs> it's best not to talk about it because we don't know what we're talking about. So. No idea. Yeah. Do you know what? Uh, I was with some friends yesterday and they said to me, so, um, you know, what, do you, what are you thinking? Mm. And I told them what I was thinking and they said, so why? I, went, I don't know. <laughs> no idea why I think that, but that's what I'm doing. I'm bored of uh, hearing about in and out anyway. It's like listening to the blinking okey cokey. Too much. The okey cokey. Yeah. Uh, can you in say out. that? Can you yeah. say that in a lot of different languages? Okey cokey. <laughs> It's an amazing skill you have. Uh, all the usual stuff to come in the next two hours. We've got Think the Link in about 25 minutes. Um, I don't know how to count the one today. I think, yeah, straightforward. Straightforward, I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah, well, we'll be fine. Uh, new music at 10, Scott Dean and the brilliant song Lucky Seven. Uh, with the Compendium, we're doing that a bit later on. Try and stop me. And now, the pub quiz. Aha. Today's category is potluck. Uh, something very, very special happening on the pub quiz today stay tuned an extra competitor <laughs> on this very special Sunday very much looking forward to that so am I uh, more on that <laughs> a little bit later on uh, also to come ghostly goings on in your house oh yes ooh I like that <laughs> uh, and also oh people have been annoying me so much this week Ben I know I am on edge <laughs> and I could go at any moment our special guest later on he better not annoy me because <laughs> if he does oh I'm going to go I promise you. Steady. <laughs> it's all to come in the next two hours, right here on Croydon Radio and the Trevor and Ben Show. Morning. Hola. Feed up Buck Rogers on Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor and Ben Show. Oh, that stops abruptly, doesn't it? Oh, you've got to be ready. <laughs> you've got to be ready, Ben. That's the whole secret to being on the radio is to be ready, to be prepared. <laughs> you uh, were. I was ready. Of course I'm ready. I'm, I'm a professional. I like a nice slow fade out. Some, some Sunday mornings I like to be prepared. Well, nice slow fade out. Life isn't always like that, is it? Life can't be a slow fade out sometimes. <laughs> it just doesn't happen like that. Uh, anyway, it's uh, what a horrific week it's been. Absolutely ben. horrible. So we're not going to dwell on that too much. Our hope today is that we can lighten the, lighten mood, the mood. Have a, a bit of fun. Bit and have a little bit of fun after what's been a horrendous week. And our hearts go out to everyone who's been affected by anything in the last seven days absolutely horrendous um so we will try and lighten the mood and i will lighten the mood to start with ben by announcing uh my new title you have a new title i do have a new title after last evening. finally lord smith is it uh, no no it's more of a it's more of a sir lord smith it's not that sort of title uh, oh uh, I think I am now officially the Jenga champion of Guildford. <laughs> uh, I was uh, I was with some friends in Guildford last night, and we were playing Jenga, and uh, I won. Good. And uh, I've got a certificate to prove it. 
You have a certificate, I see it. Uh, you can see it. It was made for me by my goddaughter. Oh. Uh, let me just get it for you. Yeah, oh, oh, into the mic. <laughs> but I didn't realise you were going to ask me to get it out. Well, I want proof. We can tweet this. This is all, you know, stuff for the show. <laughs> yes. It's content, man. Content. content. <laughs> Here Desperate it is. content. Uh, my goddaughter made me a certificate. Oh, no, that's sweet. There he is. It's awarded. Lovely bit of bright orange paper. Yeah, it's uh, awarded for me for uh, amazing playing there. Oh, wow. Uh, playing technique. I've got She's it all there. even dated it. Yes. Yeah. So I am the Guildford uh, Jenga. T- and uh, let me tell you, it wasn't any ordinary game of Jenga. This was tense. It was difficult. And it was uh, probably about 10 goes before I won it. I really thought it was going to crash all over the place. Was this giant Jenga? No, no, it was normal. Oh, right. Normal Jenga. Now, you see, without being rude, I wouldn't have thought you'd you'd have quite the... um, Quite the what? uh, Sensitive touch. The sensitive... Ask my previous girlfriends. I have a very (laughs) sensitive touch. You don't strike me as the most gentle, uh, (laughs) intricate... Touch. <laughs> Are you just saying I'm a big old lummox? Is that what you're nor- is that what you're saying? That normally I come crashing in like a bull in a china shop. I have no gentleness about my touch whatsoever. That's what I'm trying not to say, but <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. Well, I think you will find that I can be very gentle of touch. Wow. Were you using any implements to aid you? Were you using tweezers? Or? No, no. Just these miraculous hands <laughs> that you see before you. Mm. Uh, they were slightly shaking towards the end because it did get very tense. Can I just say okay. it got very tense? I mean, we had four layers resting on one Jenga brick. Wow! I mean, that's how unstable it had become. <laughs> and every time round, I was thinking, I'm surely not going to need to go again because someone else is going to knock this over in a minute. And time after time, it kept coming back, and then eventually it toppled and it toppled the go after me, which now apparently it's the last person to lay a brick down without it collapsing is officially the winner. So oh, I, the rules? I, I yeah. wasn't aware. So I am now the, uh, as you can see, the official Jenga champion of Guildford. Thank you very much. I don't quite know what that entitles me to. When is the um, ceremony? Um, I, think, I think we've got to talk to the mayor of Guildford right. first. Um, what do you I get? Th- a sash? A, a belt? Yeah, I think crown, I get... A crown, a scepter? What, what do you get? I think I get all of that. I get oh, all of the, I get, <laughs> all the above. I get, <laughs> I get freedom of the city. Uh, I can drive sheep across uh, a bridge over the Thames. Do you get the key to Guildford? Uh, yes, get the key to Guildford. Excellent. Um, the only thing is I'm not allowed to make love on television, otherwise I lose it all. <laughs> Now, I feel that's a reference I have misunderstood. <laughs> yes, you don't get it. That's gone straight over my head, that joke. Uh, Miss, Miss Britain or Miss UK, uh, she's been stripped of her title because she um, got up to things on, I don't know whether it was Big Brother or Love Island, one of those oh. uh, got a bit too intimate. And, it's ironic, uh, isn't it? You, you get up to no good and then you get stripped. Yes. <laughs> I think it's a little bit harsh. Well, there was, uh, um, I doubt there was any fine print that says you can't, you know... Well, it's all, it's all about upholding the, uh, the morality that that title gives. I mean, what sort oh, of... yeah, the prestige of that yeah. name. <laughs> what sort of morality would I have to uphold being the Jenga champion? I mean, presumably well, I've got a really... no rumpy-pumpy on the telly. No, well, none of that. No, uh, if, if you do And that. I'm not even allowed to watch that on the telly anymore. Well, no, I'll, I'll kick you off the show. Forget, yeah. forget your Jenga championship, you'll be out. Yeah, I mean, if Carry On Loving comes on the telly, I've got to look away. I can't watch any of that anymore. <laughs> Nothing like carry on camping that bit, you know. No, put them away. <laughs> uh, that's, so, um, yeah, I can't watch any of that anymore because otherwise the um, the title's gone, mm. and I have to hand it on to the runner up. And that, that, I mean, imagine that as well. Imagine being the runner up and then getting it because someone's done that on the telly. 
I mean, it's not really something that, oh, well done, you're, you're, you're Miss Britain. Yeah. Oh, how did you get it? By being beautiful, sexy, intelligent. No, no, the, the winner, she, um, she got all filthy on the telly. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, they just decided that I was there on the day when it happened, so I might as well be it. Yeah. <laughs> Although I've got no problem winning by default. Really? I won by, uh, I, yeah, I won by default once. What did you win by default? Um, quite an important, well, I, f- I felt important at the time, house captain at school. House captain, how did you win by default? Um, me and one other bloke entered the running for it. Bloke? What, what was it, one of the teachers? <laughs> me and one of the students oh, I was going to say, what kind of school was this? For, for house captain. Yeah. And um, Was this just for your class, for the year? No, what? this was for the whole, this was for the whole, uh, house captain, man. This was for the whole... What, like, House. Oh, this is like when you were in the, the last year at school and you're in this, charge I, I would of have everything. been representing every single student every single year for my house. Wow. And with your sporting prowess, well, that would have been incredible. Thankfully, when it comes to a comparison of personalities up against anybody, I'd have lost. Mm. So thankfully, he dropped out and I won it by default because wow. I was the only entrant. So yes, <laughs> there's something to be proud of. Yeah. Uh, that's a bit like when uh, my class, we won a, a rugby final uh, by default. Well, other team didn't turn up. Basically, yeah, we uh, <laughs> we played them in the first game, and it ended up being a draw. And that was that was the game. I think I told you before when I was I was made captain of the team. Mm. I don't really know why because I never understood rugby, and uh, I told the rest of my team that we should just shout fruit uh, to put the other team off, yeah, uh, making them think that we had some sort of secret code. So that every time we had the ball, there was a line out, just shout a random fruit. Mm. So I was running around, sort of going pineapple, pineapple, orange. Just things like that the whole time. So they, they, you were all from the same school, so they knew you weren't from the local asylum. That's rug- right, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Good. And uh, anyway, the first game, oh, what a battle it was. What a battle it was. Uh, draw, turned up for the replay, they didn't bother. Yeah, must have sounded like Surrey Street Market. Champion, look, I mean, look, <laughs> at, look at what I bring to the table. Victory, left, right and centre. Mm. I tell you what, you're the sort of person that, that would just take from me you're looking for the opportunity aren't you <laughs> oh what can i get by default whereas i bring something to the table Hang i bring ideas i bring i bring tactics strategy outrageous accusation <laughs> i entered it was a two-man race when i entered oh yeah yeah i like to think yeah. he was so terrified of going head to head with a harmer is that, that what that, is that what you think that, happened that he, he bottled it yeah he went home and he was saying to his mum and dad because he, he probably had a, like, a bit of a pushy pushy parents mm. pushing him forward for it you know you can do it son you're like, gonna be half captain and he's going home and he's, he's a bit subdued and quiet. Well, what is it, son? I don't know, mum and dad. It's just, you know, the house captain thing and you really want me to do it. And I really want to make you proud. But it's Ben Harmer and I can't do it. <laughs> oh, oh, it stopped a bit abruptly, hasn't it? Oh, don't do that. What? <laughs> <laughs> Taking the them, Michael. Ex-ambassadors, Renegades. Or banana. The Banana Song, yes. as it's now known. Uh, this is Coin Radio. It's the Trev and Ben Show. Uh, We're not going to explain that. <laughs> well, unless you're a very loyal listener to the show, that won't make any sense. And we you. don't have those sort of listeners. No, we, we don't. don't have that sort of level of loyalty. <laughs> um, basically, we think they're singing Banana in the middle of it. Yeah. We did that about six weeks ago. Yeah, if we you did. weren't listening, you missed it. Tough. <laughs> Live with it. Um, now, spooky goings on in your house, Ben. Tell me about it. I'm into this stuff. I'm into the paranormal and the paranoid. Okay, well, I don't believe in ghosts. You don't. Do, do we need any spooky music for this? Do you have any? Um, no, no, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> so I don't believe in ghosts, but uh, my wife does. She believes in all that mumbo jumbo. 
Mumbo uh, Jumbo. And she gets particularly annoyed when I call it Mumbo Jumbo as yes. well. But she's not listening to it. Has she seen a ghost? Uh, she might say she has. But I wouldn't listen to her. She's wow. Delirious. Completely dismissive of it. You're not even open-minded enough to, to think it might be out there. They might exist. However. Oh. Uh, the other night we were lying in bed. Sleeping. Oh, yeah. Sleeping. Trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> trying to sleep. What were you doing? <laughs> She's going, I'm trying to sleep, Ben. Put that away. And uh, Now, this is the, this is the thing. We, we often have... It's Netflix. not me, hon. It's a ghost. <laughs> we, uh, we often have Netflix on when we're trying to snooze. Sleep because mm-hmm. we, we like something to listen to as we're yeah. dozing off. I'm, so, I'm sure most people do. do I do. do. Oh, I have something going every all night, every night. Good stuff. Well, so we're lying there dozing off, and all of a sudden, Ooh. now part of me thinks it was on the on the program we were watching. Yeah, but it made me sit up and think, what was that? She heard it as well. I can't deny. I'm pretty sure it came from the house. I just can't be sure. Now, your first thoughts were, is it someone in the house? Is someone breaking in? Is that, was that your first thought? Was it sort of that kind of scariness of I've got to confront someone? A little bit. I mean, I looked out the window. I couldn't see anyone in the drive or, or looking at So, Were you playing the, the full-on man role now? Were you protecting your, your wife? I was thinking if I could use her as a human shield or not. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No. You were weighing it up. Fair yeah. enough. So <laughs> uh, anyway, the, um, the 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 door was. But this was the thing that we had the windows open. Mm. And it was a particularly stormy, windy night, and the wind is banging. The, and and some of the doors in our house were swinging and well, banging. That's probably what it was then. But it was such a determined knock, knock, knock. Like I did. It was. Oh. It wasn't just like a. Uh, anyway, was it three times? It was three times. Oh, maybe he was just knocking three times. You know, there's a song there. <sighs> If we had that lined up to play, that'd be good. Yeah, we haven't. No. Let's hope it's not in the Croydon Radio Library. That song shouldn't be aired. <laughs> so anyway, the, the next morning we were talking about it. And I, I was dismissing it, saying it, it must have been the wind blowing one of the doors. The doors were banging all night did with the you, wind. Did you leave the bedroom? No. You didn't go and investigate beyond the bedroom? No. <laughs> so you've left it to... I mean, this could have been a, a horrific an event in your house, yeah. and you just totally... So, well, I'm not leaving the bedroom. No. Someone could be breaking in, but I'm not going to go and investigate. Uh, well, I, my rationale said that burglars don't tend to knock. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> I thought so. That'd be very polite. I mean, I've been to your house in your area. It's a very posh area. I but suspect burglars are very polite. The next... I do not live in a posh area. It's a very posh area. Selsden, like- South Croydon is not a posh area. Excuse me, young man. I, I wondered if you wouldn't mind if I came in and ransacked your mansion. <laughs> <laughs> I would you very, think I live in some sort of palace. I would very much like to take some of that silverware um, and some of that priceless uh, artwork on the walls. <laughs> so the next morning, we were having a conversation about it, and she said, oh, I knew this place was haunted. And I said, well, you could have mentioned it earlier if you, if you knew that. Mm. I said, what are you basing that on? And she said, well, uh, the other day, the other day I heard keys rattling. I heard keys rattling, and, and it wasn't you. You were the other side of the house. And I said, well, that proves nothing. And I said, well, well, it does, because that was the ghost again. I said, well, why would the same ghost who have keys be knocking? And, uh, I mean, you know, I don't mean to be disrespectful to your wife, uh, but how long has she lived in this house? Uh, We've lived there for nearly, well, no, over 10 years. And is this the first occasion that there's been any ghostly activity? It's been the first time I've ever, you know, looked up and thought, what was that? Yeah. But has she, over the years, said to you... Not in this house, no. Oh, no. Okay. But now... 
two incidents in a couple of days. Yeah, now we've got a ghost who's locked himself out, but he has keys. <laughs> he's always got the wrong keys. <laughs> he took some keys two days ago. The next time he tries it, it's not working. Mm. He's obviously a ghost who can't go through walls. Not a very good ghost, mm. knocking on the door. I and mean, I, ghosts tend not to knock either, do they? I mean, and, and also, to discredit her further, I think at the time... Oh, yes, let's. Yeah. Yes. I, I think at the time, <laughs> when we were trying to sleep, we, were, we had Bottom on Netflix... I say we had Boston, that sounds a bit dodgy. Mm, it we, does. We, we were trying to watch the TV sitcom Bottom with Rick Mail and Adrian Edmondson. Yes, excellent. On Netflix. And I think that is, that's quite a lot of clattering and banging going on in that. So it, it yes. could have been, but I'm pretty sure I heard a knocking. Wow. Well, can you, uh, I think you need to get some paranormal experts in, do mm. a bit of work in the house. We're, it's all right, we're moving. It's fine. Oh, not well, as a result. Well, maybe that's why the ghost has come to life. It's angry that you're setting the house. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I can keep it's it. It's furious. It's fine. It doesn't want you to go. But it's not going to stop me. Might follow you. All the way to East Grinstead. Do ghosts follow? There's a question. Like, if, if, if a ghost is someone you know... I always assumed the ghosts haunted the property, not the person. I mean, there, there's a line. Really? Yeah. Although, Surely they could follow you if, if they needed to. I am looking to move, so I wonder if... Should I get the... The next place, sort of, um, what do you call it? Exorcised. That's the one. Yeah, I would. I'd get someone in just in case. Mm. I once had uh, a paranormal experience. I've had a... No, you didn't. I did. No, you really didn't. I did. There, there are two incidents in my life that when I was younger, and I, I must admit, I, they possibly can be explained, and one, well, one could possibly be explained, one might just be a dream. I, I'm not entirely sure. But once yeah. I, I remember as a kid, right, I went through a stage of not liking... Uh, me and my brother had bunk beds and I went through a stage of, I was always on the top bunk and I went through a stage of not wanting to be on the top bunk why? I don't know well no, I, I, I do know it's because uh, yeah without getting into uh, having a go at him but uh, my brother wouldn't like the, uh, the light off so the light had to be on all night when you're on the top bunk you're near the light so okay. it's very difficult to sleep right so I went through a stage of sleeping on the floor hang on a moment why, why not just swap bunks? Oh, we wouldn't seed the bottom bunk. There was no giving that up. Oh. You know, so uh, old muggins here. The, I spent a, a childhood in suffrage. Bit of a DV, your brother, isn't he? Oh, God, yeah. Right. <laughs> so I'm on the floor and uh, I, I just, I, it was so, this is such a vivid memory, Ben, which is why I don't think this one is a dream. Cool. This is a vivid memory. I remember levitating slightly. Oh, shut no, up. No, I do, right? Play a song. <laughs> levitating slightly and being pulled by my ankles down into my sheets and the cover and stuff and getting all tangled up, right? That might have been a dream. Anyway, when Almost I, certainly. <laughs> years later, I went to, um, I've told you this before, I went to see uh, uh, my friend's neighbour who was um, had a medium friend. Not a large friend or a slim friend. No, a no. medium friend, right? And, uh, and I was explaining this e- episode to her, and she said, oh, have you a, have you a grandfather or, or a, a grandmother who's passed? And I said, oh, yes, there was a grandfather I never met. Yeah, that'll be him, letting you know he's there, looking after you. Well, why is he pulling me around? <laughs> why is he doing that to me? But who knows? That could have been somebody. It could have been my grandfather that I'd never met, just having a bit of a practical joke. Mm. You know, who knows? And in the other incident, now this one I think might be a dream. And you know, sometimes, do you, does anything ever happen in, in, or you have a memory, but you're a little bit afraid to ask anyone about it in case you've made it up or it's a dream? You sound like my wife. What do you mean I you sound, sound like, your wife? like my wife? 
Okay, well, I... Say mumbo-jumbo. This is a mumbo-jumbo, right? I just have this, this memory of when I was a kid, being in my grandparents' house, and it all kicking off. Like, um, I just remember, like, high winds blowing through the house, stuff flying out of bins. And, uh, and I can't ask anyone about that, because they might look at me and say, I don't know what that is, Trev. Mm-hmm. And, and they might say it to be protective, you know, so that they don't frighten me and tell me that, yeah, something you, paranormal You're almost 40. Um, <laughs> or they might just look at me and go, no, Trev. But, but I might not believe the fact that it didn't happen because I have this vivid memory in my head of, of it happening. And I don't know what it was. I think it was something paranormal. And, and nobody's ever backed me up on it. Can we have another blast to that, um, you know, spooky music? Spooky music. Yeah. <laughs> you decide. It is quite scary, though, isn't it? Think the link. Uh, so, think the link, Ben. Uh, three songs to identify. Somewhere there's a link between them. Could be the artist, the title, lyric. You know the score by now. My God, we've done so much of these. Uh, right, here they are. So, there they are. Any ideas? Clueless. I need it again. All right, here they are. Pretty straightforward. No ideas. Have I got time to do my usual plea? Yeah, go for it. Okay, right. First of all, not only do I not recognise a single one of those songs or or the artists, but I couldn't be less... I'm absolutely flummoxed. Are you now communicating with the paranormal world? I'm or? trying to. Yeah, our listenership. It's <laughs> a bit paranormal. There, there are some ghosts, so. <laughs> right. Um, if you know any of those songs, if you know any of those artists, if you can hint any sort of link, get in touch, let me know. Even if you don't know what the link is, if you can provide any information, if we all work together, we can work it out and we can get the link. Is that, Excellent. Is that enough well yeah, energy for that? that yeah, very good. good. Very good. I think you've you've rallied the uh, the troops. Come on! As it were. Uh, at Trevor and Ben on Twitter, or send us a message via CroydonRadio.com on the shout box. Send a private message so you don't give it away. And that's the way to get in touch with us about absolutely anything, by the way. But right now, we're looking for the link between these three songs. Good luck. Everest, How the Other Half Live. We featured them when we'd have new music a few weeks back. Coming up at 10 today, it's Scott Dean and his brilliant song, Lucky Seven. Now, not quite so paranormal, Ben, but something weird was in my house this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sitting in my front room, right? And it gets to that sort of dusky point of the evening. So uh, I just go and pull the curtains, put the light on. And I've got, um, I've only got one working, I've got in my main living room, I haven't got a light in the centre of the room. There are lights around the room. Mm-hmm. And they're very old. And there's only one working. And I've got one of those very old-fashioned energy-saving bulbs that takes about 20 minutes to warm up. So I live in a very Victorian-like <laughs> house in many ways. Why don't you just pop to the shop and get some bulbs? Uh, well, it's not the bulbs that are not working. It's the fittings. Oh. It's, a, it's, a, it's a big job, Ben, and I don't know what I'm doing. I'll probably electrocute myself or something. So uh, it's one of those jobs that you know, eventually I'm sure I'll get my dad to do. You know, it's one of those, if, if anyone's going to electrocute themselves, Dad, it's you. Happy Father's Day, by the way. <laughs> um, so, uh, so anyway, I'm sitting there in, in sort of gloom. Yeah. And I could see something in the gloom on the carpet. 
quite sort of long and sort of moving a little bit. A snake? No. It was a slug. Oh. And a massive, horrible In your front slug. room? Yeah, I don't know how it got in the house. Right. If it had been the day that I'd been sorting out all the gardening, I thought I could have moved, you know, brought it through the house on some plant, uh, you know, some plant foliage. Um, Did you not trace the trails? Well, the trail didn't. It, it was weird. It was almost like it'd come up through the carpet because the trail just was around the area it was and no, it wasn't leading anywhere. And, and it had strange markings. Right? I had to look it up in the end. Because I thought, I'd, I mean, first of all, I got um, uh, by the little fireplace in my front room. I have one of those uh, kits for a coal fire. You know, it's got a little shovel in it, little tongs and all that. Got the shovel, just shoveled the slug onto the shovel and then threw it out. So I'm not touching it. I don't want to touch a slug. Mm. Horrible things. Um, and so, so that was, it's called a leopard slug, apparently. It's got the leopard-like markings. Mm. Weird thing. But what is the point of a slug anyway? What do they do? I really don't know. Uh, they are horrible things. Because I've made the mistake of picking up a slug before. You've made the mistake of picking up a yeah. slug? Why was that such a mistake? Because you can't wash that slime off very easily. It takes a lot of cleaning. Is it like olive oil? Yes, it is. It's, it's horrific stuff. But then I started to think about the slug afterwards i sat i was sitting in my house and i was thinking about you sound like a vicar on uh, pause for thought on bbc <laughs> i started thinking about the slug and <laughs> how and it I reminds thought, us of jesus i thought how very much like jesus a slug <laughs> is um <laughs> i think you need to back that up because otherwise that's quite offensive on a sunday morning <laughs> it is isn't it yes in that it's everywhere and leaves its trail there you go <laughs> there you go <laughs> The, the parable of Jesus in the slide. <laughs> and it eats all my foliage, and I'm sure that's Jesus. <laughs> so um, anyway, I started to think about the slug, and it's interesting that we mention Jesus, um, <laughs> because I was thinking... That trailblazing slug. Well, I was thinking, what has the slug done to deserve being such a horrible, horrific being? Do you know what I mean? Like the snake, right? Legs were taken away. Because it... You're getting very biblical. Well, it te- you know, the snake tempted Eve, right? So the snake as a punishment, legs taken away, right? Eve, For anyone- pain of childbirth. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> These aren't literal beliefs, though, are they? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, what did the slug do? I mean, it's worse off than the snake. Presumably, oh. the slug never had legs. So what did it do originally? I mean, even a snail gets a house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the slug's got nothing, has it? Nothing but slime and and uselessness. I think you're now. This is this might be the biggest word I've ever used Go on on this show. But I think you might be slightly anthropomorphizing, and I've got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Animals. What is the word I'm trying to say? Anthropom. Do you mean personifying? No, that's an easiest word. That's personified. Yeah, but there's a proper word for it when you do it with animals, right? anthropomorphic something like that well it's a good job you're, yeah you know, it's, it's, good job i pulled that like, one out of my holster it's like sitting here with Susie dent anthropomorphic <laughs> that's uh, going to be bugging me all day that word so are you saying that i'm concerned too much for the slug i'm saying that you're attributing oh, attributing attributing them slightly more of a personality than they deserve <laughs> right but then all i'm saying is why well if there if there is a god why does he bother with a slug? What, what, per, what absolute 
nonsense that was. Hmm. I mean, you know, he could have taken another day off. Well, this is the same god that made spiders. And wasps. And wasps. Yeah. I think when it came to the day where he was doing sort of uh, mollusks, insects, arachnids, I think that was a day where he was just a bit bored. Dropped the ball. He was, well, no, I think he was a bit cross that day. Thought, right. I'm going to do things that are going to really irritate people. Uh, so anyway, I don't know why the stug was in my house. I didn't like it in my house. And I don't know where it came from. And I don't know how to stop them coming in if it's a problem. Mm-hmm. How do you deter a slug? Well, you see, I, I haven't got the privilege of using slug pellets because we've got dogs and you're not supposed to use them. Because uh. they, they, they eat the slugs and they get poisoned. What about salt? That'll do it. Does um, it really? What, what, I mean, I've never put salt on a slug. Does well, no, it genuinely make them sort of go... It dehydrates uh, them. By the way, can I just say, Kabir's been in touch, says you've got the right word there, Ben. Anthropomorphic. Anthropomorph... I can't say it! Well, What's wrong with me? close enough. People know what you're talking Anthrop- about. Anthro... What is it? Anthropomorphic. Why can you say it without a heartbeat? And I, I'm... And I can see it. There's no, it's not, I don't know what you're looking at. It's not written down. It's just in my head, mate. It's just, you know... This brain up here, remember Jenga champion, uh, uh, this brain can do all sorts. Anthrop... Oh, it's pathetic. Anthropomorphic. Do you want me to do it in sections for you? Get lost. (laughs) Oh, bless your hands on my Reef, put your hands up. Croydon Radio, it's the Trev and Ben Show. Uh, now, Kabir has very helpfully for you, Ben, written the word in sections for you. This is a bit like when I was working at the school and I was learning about uh, phonetics. I mean, so I mean, thank you, but a, I've never been so patronised in my n- life. So you're going to try it? Are you going to try it? Let's see if we can turn you into a man. Thank you very much, Kabir, for... Sending this in. <clears throat> well, I think, I, think, I think it was pretty clear you needed it. Anthropomorphic. Wow. Get in. Wow. It's, it's one of those moments that people will remember where they were when it <laughs> happened. Do you know what I mean? Shut up. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well done. Well done. Congratulations for being able to say a word. Thank you. Um, it's the Trevor Ben Show. Uh, now, I mentioned a few weeks ago on the show, I don't know if you remember this, uh, there's a neighbour on my road that I try and avoid. And whenever I see him, I always think, oh, God, please let him get in his house before he sees me. And then this week, I had to pop round to pick up some dry cleaning in the middle of the day. I thought it was safe. I thought I was safe in the middle of the day. And I'm walking back, and there he is, mooching towards my house, right? And, um, and then I get stuck with him. And he's one of those neighbours that you, once you're stuck with him, you are talking a good half an hour, 40 Ooh. minutes at least, right? So um, I'm standing there. I've got my dry cleaning in my hands. He is chatting away about nothing in particular, Right. And I kept saying to him, because I remember last time I had you in my mind, Ben, because the last time I talked to you about this neighbor, you said, well, why don't you just, you know, say to him, you're in a rush. You've got to Make go. a phone call. Do anything. So after about five minutes, I said to him, I don't, I don't mean to be rude, but um, 
I've got to really need to be somewhere. Mm. Um, I hope you didn't point at your wrist like that because you, you don't own a watch. No, but it's sort of the thing you do, isn't it? Um, <laughs> this may have given him the clue that I wasn't going anywhere. Because uh, I said to him, like, yeah, I don't mean to be rude, but I've really got to go. And he went, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I don't want to hold you up, really, you know, yeah. So I take a, a step towards my house. And I think, well, I'm getting away. I'm get-. He then takes a step towards me. And I take another step towards my house. He takes another step towards me. He just starts talking again. Another 10 minutes pass. <laughs> I say to him, I, I, you know, I really don't mean to be rude, but I, I really do have to go. Now, now Pointing even- to the other wrist this time. <laughs> like, I really do. Now, even go. I couldn't do that twice to somebody. Really? I could do it once. I could say, oh, I'm really sorry about going. But to, 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 to do it twice... Well, I I was desperate. I was a desperate man. What was he talking about that was so boring? Oh, well, he's he's one of those people that just moans. I mean, he's a bit like me, really. But I won't talk to... I, I will moan to you. I will moan to anyone. I'm, a, I'm one of the world's greatest moaners. But, um, but I won't moan to a neighbour. Do you know what I mean? If I see a neighbour, it's like, Oh, hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Oh, have a good day. That's it. Job done, right? Don't need anything more than that. Uh, but he was moaning about the the, the rubbish in the streets. Uh, he's quite racist. Lovely. Uh, he, he says to me, right, this, this is the line he says to me. He says, oh, I mean, there's not many English people around here anymore, is there? And I went, well, there's, you know, I haven't really noticed that. I think there's quite a few. He went, oh, I mean, all the English things are gone. Even the Italian restaurant down the road's gone. That's not English. <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? He said, oh, I've been there years. I went, yes, but it's Italian. <laughs> so, so he'd been going on. And then, so I says to him again, I really have to go. So I, I walk up. A the, third time? Yes. Oh, Trev. So I walk up the pathway that leads to my front door. He comes through my front gate and he's now standing in my pathway, no. still talking to me about, well, Romanians seem to be his main problem of the day. <laughs> um, uh, mainly because he would put out a, a charity bag with clothing in and he came out of the house and someone was going through it. And uh, what I loved was what annoyed him wasn't the fact that somebody was going through it. It was the fact that when he opened the door, she just looked up to him and went, no. <laughs> <laughs> said, yeah, your clothes aren't good enough for me. <laughs> so um, so I w- it was 40 minutes of my life that I wasn't going to get back. But it was the fact that he followed me. It was a bit creepy. Because mm. he's a little bit creepy, actually. He's a bit creepy. And, uh, and yeah, it was really, and then he says to me that the, the thing that, um, I think blew me away, right? He asked me about the referendum. Right. And I, I said, well, I don't really know much about it. And I said, what about you? He went, oh, well, um, I don't vote. Ever since I got messed around for my benefits, I don't vote. And I thought, well, surely that's a reason to vote, isn't it? You'd have thought if so. Messed up, that's the most twisted logic I've ever heard. But, but it's, the, it's the racism that does my head in. Is this the first time he's spoken to you? Oh, no, I, I've, he's lived... Um, I've known him pretty much all my life. He's lived down that road. Uh, so I've known him all my life. So you've, you've really missed your chance to pretend you're Spanish or French or something? Oh, God, yeah. 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 No, I've no, no, no English. I've known him for 38 years. Oh. So, um, so, yeah. But, but I've never lived... 
until sort of more recently down the same road as him and uh oh god when you see him it's it's one of the, it really is you feel like diving into someone else's front garden and hiding behind a bush or something you just think, oh. and then on friday i went shopping i had to go shopping friday i'm walking up the road and i'm thinking oh please don't let me bump into him please and there he is outside his house this time i didn't stop walking I walked past, went, hello, yeah, looks like it's going to rain again. And he started to want to talk to me, went, England were lucky, went, yeah, yes, they were, see ya, bye. <laughs> so I'm not doing this again, not talking to you again. He's obviously been um, resistant to the polite shrug off for some time. I don't think he sees the polite shrug off, I think he's blind to the polite shrug off. So here's my advice, next time you give him the furious shrug off, which is, you pretend you are in a foul, foul mood. I don't need to pretend, mate. <laughs> Once I've seen him, I'm in a foul, foul mood. The Clash. I fought the law. The law won. It's quite funny here. It's the German Ben Show. Now you were talking about your slightly racist... Is he a neighbour or just... Well, he, he lives sort of... Uh, I don't know, about 10 houses down, something like that. Well, speaking of racism... Oh, that cheery subject. I I was watching uh, France-Romania in the Euros this week, and I was watching a little um, pre-match interview with uh, Louis Sahar. Oh, Uh, I suppose as a Fulham fan, he's a bit of a hero. Yeah, former former Fulham great. And he was being interviewed by uh, a lovely, I don't remember her name, I apologise, lovely French lady, and uh, there were... Both very excited. Madame. Madame. And th- now we're being racist. <laughs> and um, they're very excited about... Just xenophobic. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Uh, <laughs> they were very excited about the game. And um, they finished the interview. And just as they were... Just as they were crossing back to the studio, mm-hmm. I heard a little bit of what I think is racism, but... Uh, good good fun racism good fun racism yeah. yeah yeah and i've looked on the internet for this nobody else referenced it nobody else has mentioned this anywhere so this is a Trevor ben exclusive i mean this this i haven't heard this so this may say more about you other oh, no. than okay Louis well Sahar. listen for yourself okay after the interview is concluded we got back to the studio but just before we go listen carefully now i'm gonna put you on the spot for tonight i will ask you for your prediction and can you say who might score in france do you think is going to score tonight i would love to see uh martial scoring so i would say 2-0 t- today and uh yeah it's a good line i think i will go for tunia as well i don't know who's going to score but i really truly hope france is going to win allez les bleus allez la france We've talked a lot about Payet and Coman and Martial. Did you hear it? I, I think. Did you hear it? I think I did. I think I did. <laughs> that is. That's fantastic. Who made that noise? Because it wasn't Louise Sahar. It, it oh. wasn't her. That's an, I love that. <laughs> Who's doing that? Who else was in the studio? It was an outside interview. Oh. So they cut from that to the studio with this in between. <laughs> Wow. Who, who made that little? <laughs> You're saying it's racist. That might have been the. Uh, oh, it is racist. No, it might have been the French television director. You know, they got an earpiece in. Maybe the earpiece was just a little bit loud, and it's sort of a little bit of a direction. Like, oh, oh, oh back to the studio. Yeah, I know what that means. Let's hear it one more time. Uh, <laughs> 
It's the most French noise I've ever heard. That is the most French noise I've ever heard. Do you know, I was in France. I don't know if you remember this, Ben. A couple of years ago, uh, I had to go to Paris for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hadn't been doing the show very long. I seem to remember I brought you back a beret, if I remember rightly. Yeah, you did. And uh, there was a man by the shop where I bought you the beret uh, who was the most French man that you could ever wish to see. And it, he wasn't a touristy man dressed up for the tourist. He was a proper local man with a beret. Black and white striped jumper? Black and white striped jumper. Onions? Pipe. No, he didn't have onions. Yeah. Pipe, little moustache. <laughs> it was the most French man that you could ever wish to see in France. And I wish I'd gone up to him and gone... I mean, he might have punched me in the face, but it would have been worth a go, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> have you been enjoying the football otherwise? I really have. It's Portugal been... um, failing to win yesterday was great. Yeah, no, I missed uh, that match last night, and uh, you were telling me, I- I've not seen any of the highlights or anything, but you were telling me that, uh, yeah, Ronaldo missed a penalty. And then he had a goal disallowed for wonderful. offside. Wonderful. Brilliant. And I was saying to you that uh, the thing about Ronaldo is he's a wonderful, wonderful footballer. Can I, you were saying this to me, but can I ask you to heavily edit your language for this, for this version? <laughs> I will. I will. This is the, uh, the sanitized version <laughs> for the Sunday Good. morning radio show. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, he's a wonderful, wonderful player. And I was watching the first Portugal, Portugal game, just watching Ronaldo, watching him do all of his wonderful flicks and moves, thinking, wow, you know, what a, what a pleasure it is to have a player like that during my lifetime. You know, I don't remember Pele playing, too, too young for that, but I've got Ronaldo. The difference is, in about 20 years' time, uh, if I've got children or I'm talking to my godchildren and we're reminiscing about the good old days of football, mm. they go, oh, well, I mean, they'll be going... Trevor, t- tell me, tell me all about Ronaldo. And I go, well, yeah, he was a he was a wonderful, wonderful player, but possibly the most hideous man because uh, <laughs> he he just uh, really, really annoys me. Tell him about Messi instead. He's uh, Messi, yeah. Although he might be going to prison for tax evasion, might he? Really? He's he's going through court right now, isn't he? didn't know that yeah he faces i think five years maybe why do you need to evade tax when you earn that much money well i, I don't know if it's you know i mean let's it's you know the, the, uh, the allegedly pro- the pro yes the process hasn't you know reached its conclusion as yet so let's mm. be very very careful i'm confident he's an innocent man uh so am i does that absolve me Is um that good? I don't know. It depends. I would imagine Messi's lawyers are pretty uh, active. Justice for Messi. <laughs> yeah. Release the Barcelona one. That's what we're saying. Uh, no, I think, uh, I think that's going to be a wonderful thing when I'm old to say, yeah, I can tell you all about Ronaldo. But uh, do you know what I'm going to say? I'm not going to talk to them about Ronaldo. When they say to me, Trev, tell me about the wonderful footballers that you remember. I'm going to tell them about John Jensen. Okay. 109 appearances for Arsenal, one goal. <laughs> but let me tell you, for all those people that have been having a go at me this week about John Jensen, what a player and what a goal it was. <laughs> you can't ask for better than that. Trev and Ben. We love new music. And every week at 10 o'clock, we'd like to introduce you to a new band or artist. This week, it's Scott Dean, a London-based indie rock solo acoustic artist who's recently refocused his creative energy into a brand new music project. And with edgy rock vocals, haunting melodies and hypnotic guitar effects, Scott has recently finished and released his latest album. It's called Neon. It's available now. And from that, here is the brilliant Lucky Seven on We Love New Music. We love new music. Hi, this is Scott Dean, my single Lucky Seven. You're listening to We Love New Music with the Trevor Ben Show. Roll the dice, take your time, I believe in 
Lucky 7 on We Love New Music and uh, you can find out more about Scott uh, by going to scottdeanproject.wix.com slash music or follow him on Twitter at scottdean3 we'll certainly be playing more from Scott on the show over the next few weeks and don't forget if you want to get your new music on the show get in touch with us it's at Trevor Ben on Twitter or send us a message via croydonradio.com and uh, don't forget on croydonradio.com you can upload all your new music so that everyone can hear it uh, coming up on the show still we've got uh, the compendium in about 10 minutes time looking mm-hmm. forward to that Ben I'm confident today are you? confident yeah after my Jenga success last night, Pride anything's possible. Fall, eh? Yeah, uh, the pub quiz uh, today's category potluck and something very exciting happening on yeah. the pub quiz. Stay tuned. An extra competitor, yes, who's just arrived. <laughs> very exciting. Uh, more to that. Uh, more on that in uh, just a little while. And people have been annoying me so much this week. I've got such a list of people <laughs> who've been annoying me, and I want to get through them all before the end of the show. <laughs> okay. Uh, we are of course playing uh, Think the Link. We're looking for the link between these three songs. How you getting on with that? I, I told you I'm getting on. Well, when we started the game, well, I told had, you I don't know any of that. You've had 35 minutes. Surely your brain has been ticking over, trying to come up with something. I still don't know. Still don't know. You don't know. It's relatively easy. You think? Yeah, easy. One more time. One more time. No. Nope. All right. Well, look, uh, if you can help Ben out, you've got uh, about 55 minutes. Uh, it's at Trevor Ben on Twitter. I'll send us a message via croydonradio.com. So uh, I've got a bit of a confession to make, really. Confession? I caused a security breach this week. <laughs> security breach? Yeah. Oh, dear. I was uh, doing my job. Mm. I had to, basically, I had to collect something from an, from an infant school in the Croydon area. And uh, I went and, um, you know, marched my way to the reception area. And I said, oh, you know, here for the collection, blah, blah, blah. And all the way along, when I was walking through, I was getting these dirty looks from all the staff, all the teachers at this infant yeah. school. I thought, well... What have I done? I thought, well, I've got something on my face. You know, do I now, smell? Mo- most schools are very secure. So surely there were many levels of security you had to pass through nope. to get into the school. <laughs> no, not at all. No? Nope. No. Oh. <laughs> um, so I got there and they gave me the thing. And they said, thank you very much. And they said, but before you go, how did you get in? And I said, yeah. oh, we're just, uh, I walked through the front door. And uh, they said, what, the main front door? I said, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, oh my God, we're going to have to look into this. <laughs> yeah, well, quite right too. <laughs> and I didn't, because I was oblivious to this, because I just saw a door and walked through it and got there. But apparently this was some sort of uh, big, big security problem. It is. And I said, oh, I'm really sorry if I've uh, done anything to... Well, they're, they're probably... Said, oh no, it's good, it's good, thank you. I was going to say, they're probably grateful, yeah. because it highlights what a dreadful school <laughs> it must be. And, you know, how lax they are mm. on security measures. I won't name it. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I worked at a school, the security was very, very tight. And uh, if anyone got in that nobody recognised, there was a full-on... Um, <laughs> I don't know what that noise was, no. by the way. See? Haunted. Yeah. <laughs> it's haunted. Uh, there was... Um, there would be hell to pay if somebody got in, and there yeah. wasn't any uh, knowledge of them getting in or how they got in. Even parents of the kids, if they came in at a time when they're not supposed to be in, 
nightmare. Now you wonder, really, should you name the school? Because there'll be, they might be, they might, I might have terrified half of Croydon now because there might be people thinking my, my child's going to an unsecured infant school. To be honest, I suspect in Croydon that's par for the course, isn't it? So do you name it and risk a, a lawsuit or do you not name it and risk all of Croydon worrying that it's their child's no, school? No, I, I think what you can do now is you can quite happily name it because for the next couple of weeks it's going to be the most secure <laughs> infant school in Croydon. I'll leave it. You're not going to name it at all? No, I'll leave it. Oh, what you want? I know, you want to go back. (laughs) David Bowie, Rebel Rebel on Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor and Ben Show, and it's time for... Mr. Ben Harmer's Corking Games Compendium. Ben's Corking Games Compendium. Ah, everyone's favourite time of the week. It is everyone's favourite time of the week. And I think it's become necessary to describe the drum of destiny because people have, have got so carried away with what it looks like. Do you think? Yeah, and I know that every week you try and, I don't know, change it a little bit. But the, the basic design of it is just an old oil drum. Yeah. Uh, and on the top you've put a few sort of plastic knobs really so that when I spin it it makes the clacking noise and you've just written in handwriting what the games are and every week you try and spruce it up a little bit I do try this week though you've not really put that much effort in have you really well (laughs) I don't have a busy week you know You've had a busy week. I can't always be sprucing up the drum of destiny. Well, it's just looking a little bit... It's rusty, the paint's peeling off it, Mm. it's looking poor. It might even be squeaky. It might be a bit (laughs) squeaky. We don't know till we spin it. That's very true. Anyway, well, I will spin it in just a moment. Okay. And it would, of course, pick one of five games in your compendium, Ben. And those games, Ben, are... Riddle me this, true or false, the Great Britain quiz, say it again, Sam, and who am I? Okay, are you ready for me to spin it? Uh, Yes, go ahead. I hope it doesn't squeak. Well, we'll find out. (laughs) Here we go. Squeaky. It is a bit squeaky, isn't it? A bit of WD-40 needed yeah. on that. Yeah. Uh, oh. Ooh. Riddle me this. Riddle me this. That last time we did very well on this. We did. We got all three. It was unprecedented. It was. That's we, we, we usually rubbish at this game. So we have set the bar high. Yes. And we've got a lot of work to match the height of that bar. Mm. Uh, so what are the rules for this? The rules are we get a 30 seconds time limit after we finish each riddle to work out our best guess as to the answer to the riddle. We need two out of three to win and 30 seconds isn't as long as you think it is. <laughs> no, and we work together on this one. We do. Okay, are you ready then? I'm ready. Riddle number one. The phone rings, it's called. Ooh. Eight men were sitting around the boardroom table and one man, armed with a submachine gun, stood at the door. Everyone was silent and the atmosphere became tense. Suddenly, the telephone rang. At that moment, one of the men jumped up and took a header through the window. Can you find an explanation? Took a what out the window? Took a header out the window. Does that mean, right, does that mean he jumped out the window? I don't know, or did a ball come in? I don't don't know what that means. (laughs) Right, so we've only got 20 seconds left. So there's a man at the door with a submachine gun. They're in the border and the phone rings, he jumps out the window. Why? Is that the question? I have no idea. I haven't even got the first thought. Um, Think of something quick. Is the... I don't know. I, I genuinely cannot think of anything. Oh, we've never not come up with an answer before. Is the phone connected to the gun? And for each ring, that's 30 seconds. Out. I have no idea. I haven't got a clue what that is. It's a disastrous start. After the last time we did this and the huge success of the fanfare we gave ourselves, yeah. we've started off with a right old plopper. <laughs> 
So this is a fir- this is a first new low as well because we've never actually not come up with anything before. But well, I sort of came up with something. You didn't. <laughs> the phone's linked to the gun, basically. Right. Uh, the phone rings. The answer. The meeting was a gathering of mafia bosses. After welcoming the members, the overall boss told the meeting that one of them had broken the vow of the Omerta brackets absolute silence and he had betrayed them he had then pretended that a high level contact at the police would shortly telephone and identify the traitor well there's a lot of stuff in that answer that you're not going to get to from the question that is true I'm striking that one from the record no does that that's fine we can strike it if you deem it ridiculous we can strike it from the record because that was hard to guess I don't think you yeah that was very difficult so do we need to have a replacement riddle for that one um, no, the rules are three, isn't it? We have to stick to the rules, I suppose. So, so, um, so your official quashing of it means nothing. It, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> riddle number two. Right, it's, it's all, all the pressure's on now, Ben. All the pressure's on. It is. Uh, this riddle is called The Brick. Okay. This is a true story. A young man was found lying in the street by police. He was unconscious with a brick next to him. Nobody had thrown the brick at him, nor had it dropped from above. In fact... The brick belonged to the young man. What had happened? Was he trying to um, break into a shop, a jeweller's, and it was very strong glass, so he throws the brick, it bounces back and knocks him out? It's a possibility, yeah. I like that. Um, Anything else? I was thinking, well, it says nobody threw it at him. Maybe he just threw it up in the air and it came down and banged him on the head. I don't know why he would do that. Yeah, why would he do that? I don't know. Maybe he's a brick manufacturer. Maybe he was a mafia boss. <laughs> yeah, someone's rung the phone. <laughs> he's jumped out the window. That's the 30 seconds. Like, what are we going to go with? I like your idea better than mine. Reinforced glass. Yep. Let's go with it. Okay, the answer uh, to the brick was the man was a would-be burglar who had stopped mm. outside a jeweler's store. Yes, yes. It even mentions jewelers. Come on. Stopped outside a jeweler's store in the English seaside resort of Brighton one night in 1981. Well, that's unnecessary. That's superfluous information. <laughs> he threw the brick at the window, which was made of reinforced glass. Come on. The brick rebounded and knocked out the radar. There we are. I mean, you even got the, the, the venue he was breaking into correct. I think that's worth yeah. a bonus point myself. I mean, if only I'd got Brighton in 1981. <laughs> if only. That would have been impressive. <laughs> right, I think I've redeemed ourselves absolutely i think i've redeemed us a little bit the final riddle riddle number three is called the runner the runner here we go the crowd in the stadium were on their feet cheering and clapping it was the end of the ten thousand meters race in the world championships jonathan cancino was leading the field and looked certain to take the medal he was three meters from the finish when the runner from nigeria passed him and crossed the line jonathan glanced across in horror which quickly turned into jubilation and he threw his arms up in triumph what happened what I have no idea. That was. Did he win? He ultimately wins, even though he's been passed. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, he was three meters from the finish when the runner from Nigeria passed him and crossed the line. Um, was the was, was the poor runner from Nigeria? Was he maybe banged his head? Was running in the opposite direction? Oh yeah, maybe he's running past him the maybe other way. Hit him with a brick. A mafia boss hit him with a brick. Yes. <laughs> Uh, maybe um, uh, maybe he fell over and he's prostrate on the floor and that's the time up but maybe he's, he's you know laid flat on the floor and that's given him the edge he's, he's actually won it he's over the line but the Nigerian man's passed him what are we going to go with um, I, I, I quite like your idea that he might be there's someone running in the wrong direction okay well, I'm not okay well look, I can try it okay right okay the answer the runner Jonathan had actually lapped the Nigerian runner, who, when he crossed the line, still had a lap to go. A fact which Jonathan almost immediately realised. Oh. Which makes much more sense than my 
asked that the poor Nigerian was running in the wrong direction <laughs> for an entire race. It's quite easy, really, wasn't it? At the end, should have thought of that. Um, so we got the middle one. Yeah, that was good. I can, I can, I can take that home with me. <laughs> I can hold my head high. <laughs> James Brown, I feel good. It's, uh, it's time for me to do my James Brown impression. Always have to do that. When oh, I play James Brown. Dear. Ow! There it is. That wasn't the. You, wasn't doesn't good, get any better. Not as good as your Brucey. Well, no, but uh, it's not bad. Not good. <laughs> he okay. also had great hair, didn't he, James Brown? Was it a wig? No, it wasn't a wig. Sure. He had great hair. Okay. Even when he was, even when he was lying in his coffin, I remember thinking, "What oh. great hair!" Even even in that situation, he still got great hair. I hope that when I'm wasn't lying, feeling good then. <laughs> I hope that when I'm feeling in my coffin, uh, when I'm feeling in my coffin, when I'm <laughs> from, from, from an, beyond the grave, an odd turn, I'm groping. Um, uh, I just hope my hair looks as good as James Brown's did. Okay. Uh, now this week, Ben, can I just say actually, just one thing? Yeah. I make a lot of notes uh, for things I want to talk about. Was James Brown's on hair on there? It wasn't <laughs> on here, but um, because last week we were pre-recorded, yeah. I've got two weeks' worth of notes here, and sometimes I just write a couple of words, mm-hmm. and I don't really know what the story was or why I put these words down. I'm just looking at my notes now. I just put frozen sperm. I don't know, I don't know why I've written that. If I remember, I will do the story. Okay. <laughs> but, but, I'd rather you didn't. <laughs> but when you look at that as a note, I don't know... I don't know where it's come from. Anyway, look, Ben, this week, a lot of people have been annoying me. Mm. I've been in a rage most of this week. And I don't know where to start, really. I don't know whether to start with the man on the train, the girl on the phone, or, um, uh, or the arrogant man. Where do you want me to start? Uh, let's start with the man on the train. The man on the train. Uh, I was late uh, coming home the other night. Right, well, immediately. So your, your tension's running high if you're running late. Uh, no, I'm out late. I'm out late, so it's it's a late train. Oh, okay. A lot of drunken people, you know, that sort of horrible aspect of humanity mm-hmm. on a train. And uh, I get on the train. I don't like this man to start with because he's got his legs up on the little table on the train. Legs on the table? Yeah, I don't like that. That's I don't like him for a start. Quite a display, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he's, with, he's with some friends, right? And uh, they're sort of ignoring him. I could tell that he's not the most popular in the group. Hmm. And, uh, and he starts talking very loudly about his ex-girlfriend. And then his, uh, his friend says to him, so what, are you single again? He went, yeah, yeah, no, I'm single. Working on another one at the moment. Uh, she's with someone just uh, trying to get her to leave the boyfriend. And I just thought, what? Yeah. You are a horrible, horrible man. Yeah. And, uh, and then he went on to say that uh, he was going to get victory and uh, take this woman. And, uh, but then he says, this is, this is the horrible part. He says, but I don't want a relationship with her. What do you want to do? Oh, well, I've got an idea. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> don't do that. No. So, so he was, and, and I was not in the best of moods anyway, and he just annoyed me. And so I was raging by that point. So you didn't, uh, you didn't interject? No, no, I decided not to. So, so I'm, I'm annoyed already, yeah. right? Then there's another man on the, the train, the arrogant man. Yeah, oh, the arrogant man, well, same train. Yeah, same okay. train. Uh, he's sitting on a seat just sort of across the aisle from me. South African man, being very loud about an event he'd just been to. Hmm. If he mentioned I'm Kevin Peterson dreading, once... I'm, I'm dreading your accent coming out. <laughs> <laughs> if, 
If he mentioned Kevin Peterson once, he mentioned Kevin Peterson a million times. I just kept hearing in the distance, oh, you're my friend Kevin Peterson. He's not your friend, is he? There it is. (laughs) He's not your friend. My friend Kevin Peterson. He's not your friend. No. And I want to say, anyway, he's English. Because he kept saying, Kevin Peterson is one of the finest certificates he would ever... He's English. He plays for England. He's English. (laughs) So he was annoying me. So already I am now fuming, Ben. I've had two people on the train. I'm late late to home than I anticipated. I'm drunker than I wanted to be. I'm furious. (laughs) And then there was a girl on the phone. Girl on the phone. Young girl on the phone with her friend next to her talking about Facebook. Hmm. Right, talking, they're scrolling through their phones. So she wasn't on the phone to you? No, no, not to me. Oh, right. No, no, she's just on the phone. I, I just get annoyed by people, mm-hmm. anyone who's near like me, it, yeah. really. And uh, she's talking to her French girl because I don't really use Facebook. Don't really use Facebook, except I put all my photographs on there. And my auntie, she's gone through and liked each of my holiday photos individually, and there were loads of them. That's using Facebook. That's not not really using Facebook, <laughs> is it? No. And is that me? Is that a young thing where not using something means using it? No, that's news to me, that one. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I don't really... I use Facebook to wish people happy birthday, and that's, that's, that's about, about it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that annoyed me already. So that's three events in one night. So I'm furious. I get mm. home, I get to bed. Next morning, I get up. I had to go out. There's another woman on the phone in the street. She's being very loud, and she's holding that phone in the apprentice manner oh, right. in front of her like that, which I hate. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing. But she's getting very annoyed with the person on the end of the phone because they can't hear her. That's because she's not using the phone properly. Well, exactly. <laughs> she keeps shouting on the phone. She's going, look, I'm going to go and get some headphones so I can hear you properly. And I'm, I'm literally shouting out of my window now because it was, I was so annoyed. Going, Put the phone to your ear, love. <laughs> Use the phone like a phone. Don't hold it in front of you like it's some sort of I don't know what that is. Yeah. No one holds a phone like that. So I'm, furi- I'm, I'm even more furious now, Ben. And then the, the, the icing on the cake, the rudest bus driver in the world, <laughs> right? I get on the bus. It's quite early morning, so it's not busy. And uh, he decided that he wasn't going to stop at any bus stop. And I saw people putting hands out, running, <laughs> and he wasn't doing anything to help. He even stopped at one bus stop, opened the door. There's a woman running. He's not waiting. Waits for her to run within about... 20 yards of the bus, shuts the door. And I, I couldn't help it now. I'm sitting on the bus. I'm sitting quite near the front. And I've turned into an old man. I'm going, you are a horrible driver. Horrible <laughs> See, driver. I like it when the bus drivers do that because it means they get home quicker. Oh, I was furious because I thought this poor lady, she's run, she's <laughs> running and you, you can see her. Don't tell me you can't see her. The woman holding her hand out, you can see that. He was just horrible bus driver. I oh, was no, fuming about that. That's exactly what I'd do. Wait for, them to get, wait for them to run half a mile, get really close to the door and then close it and drive off. Wow, do you know there's a word I can't use, but it's <laughs> describing you. <laughs> Silver Bayonets, nowhere left to go on Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor and Ben Show coming up very soon. We've got the pub quiz. Uh, shall we reveal what's happening in the pub quiz today? It's very I think exciting. we should. It's about time, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'll, let you, I'll let you explain, Ben. Well, seeing as it's, it's Father's Day, yeah. a rare treat, yeah. regular listener, yeah. my dad, yeah. Big Jeff, yeah. he's, he's with us. He's in the house. He's in the studio. Hello, Jeff. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> It's all very exciting for us. This is fantastic for me too. Yeah, I mean, this it must it must be a joy to to watch two pros at work like this. It must be incredible for you. Uh, it's the highlight of my listening career, I think. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and to see your son, uh, I don't know, in full flow. Oh, well, it's, you know, it's really quite uh, moving. Yes, yeah, so you must be a proud father today. 
Indeed, I am. And uh, and and as a son, but he, he lacks conviction when he says that, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't really, not that element of believability is not really there, is it? No, I mean, frankly, he's seen us in action for what the last twenty minutes. There's yeah. nothing to be proud of, is there? Not really. really. No. no, no. I'm I'm very impressed. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, you are going to be joining us for the pub quiz a little bit later on. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I hope you've been practicing, you know, doing the old uh, brain exercises. Kabir says, morning, Jeff. Look, you've got fans already. <laughs> Wait, hang on a minute. We've been on we don't get this. two years or whatever we've been doing this. <laughs> you've been on two minutes. Can I say good morning, Kabir? There you go. We have done it. Shall we just leave him to it? Or? Yeah. yeah. The right. Jeff show. <laughs> Take it away, Jeff. This is a takeover. It is. <laughs> what stories have you got for us, Jeff? What's happened? I'll tell you what you could do. Tell us something embarrassing about Ben when he was a child. I was dreading this happening. Yeah, come on. Come on, there must be something oh, you can tell so, us. There's so many. So many. So many. <laughs> wow, we could do a special. Well, that was my dad on the show. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a special. <laughs> oh, no, there must be something brilliant about, I don't know, wetting himself in public. Something like that. Well, thanks, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a lot of faith in me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to find the most embarrassing thing. I think there was a time, wasn't there a time I evaded you when you were in a... a changing room in a swimming pool was there not a story about that yes yes there was that occasion when you shot under the changing room doors and i was half dressed and had to rush after you Mm -hmm. (laughs) wow that's a great story (laughs) and there was the time when ben got lost at the selsden country show oh only three managed to uh disappear mm. what was he doing was he running after a, a i think he was running trying to get home i think trying to run, run away from me I freedom <laughs> well no no offense jeff but you had taken him to a country show <laughs> come on i think we'd all try to escape that you see, ben, aren't you interested in a traction engine <laughs> you see he hasn't he hasn't noticed the theme with these stories of me trying to escape him has he? <laughs> yeah, there's always something isn't there uh, you had child lines number and a direct dial <laughs> in, your, in your phone <laughs> anyway uh jeff thank you for being here and we look forward to uh, you being here in the pub quiz a little bit later on of course your son has to have a nickname you might want to have a think about a nickname you might want to give your son as the quiz master oh. a bit later on. i already have my nickname sorted for this week do you but I'm, I'm welcome to suggestions but i have it excellent now let me ask you a question ben um how is your dad with technology um not very good <laughs> not very good <laughs> uh, there was a great story this week of a, a grandson who went to help his gran with her computer she's got a laptop well, you know, go and help me ground with the laptop. Opened it up, and there was her last Google search there. Mm. Now, for most of us, that could be very embarrassing, couldn't it? <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, m- most of the time when we finish on a Sunday, we both clear all of our searches. Yeah. So that when we go home, there is no incriminating Sounds very sensible. evidence. I mean, when I came in this morning, Ben was here before me this morning. I, uh, he, I, he was looking at some story about a sex video. I mean, that's, that's the sort of thing that people search for. But not this grand. She put the cutest thing into Google ever. And I like this. I think we should all start doing this. It's more polite. She'd written into Google, please translate these Roman numerals for me. Thank you, Google. She'd actually thanked Google. Oh, isn't that lovely? Isn't that, it's lovely, isn't it's it? It's very heartwarming. That's, that's a generation that knew manners. Well, exactly. I mean, I suspect that there's a lot of children today who aren't showing their fathers the respect <laughs> that is due to them on what Father's you're Day. Talking about. I'm just saying, Ben, that what have you bought your father for Father's Day? I've bought him into the studio, is what I bought him. <laughs> I see. You've already seen I brought my dad a chocolate orange. My dad knows what's coming for him. <laughs> Sam McKenna, Highway on Croydon Radio. We featured on We Love New Music a couple of weeks ago. Great artist, that great song. Um, I was just uh, thinking about my dad 
and one of the embarrassing things that happened when I was a kid, uh, and slightly paranormal, so it all links in. Oh, right. Almost as if we planned it. Yeah. When I was younger, it was a Saturday morning. My mum was out. My dad was still in bed. It was quite early. And our front doorbell just rang on its Mm. own. And I opened the door. No one there. It's still ringing. And I screamed and I cried. And I think my dad thought that something horrific was happening to me. Ran down the stairs. The the front door was open. I'd open the front door now, by the way. Runs down the stairs, stark naked. Uh, I think the woman over the road got an eyeful. Made day. And and yeah, so uh, that was possibly the most embarrassing thing when I was a kid that happened between me and my dad. Uh, Let's hope that doesn't happen now. (laughs) Yeah, let's hope that doesn't happen now. (laughs) Uh, My godchildren, you know my godchildren, right? I've got a lot of godchildren. You do. And when they're young, I'm sure you will relate to this, Jeff, that when children are young, they don't have any sense of uh, privacy or dignity. No, it's quite right. (laughs) And uh, I was at my, I was uh, babysitting my godchildren and, uh, you know, I needed to go to the toilet. And I thought, well, the little one, I need to keep an ear out, make sure that he's all right. So I didn't shut the door properly. Next thing, I'm standing there doing what I need to be doing. He's coming up between my legs. <laughs> oh That's not the place to be, is it? <laughs> when all. I'm, uh, you know, midstream. <laughs> Unnecessary, don't you think? Completely. Right, ladies and gentlemen, listen up. Welcome to the Trev and Ben. And it's the Bump Quiz. <laughs> Uh, so the pub quiz, uh, there are three questions. Uh, today's category is hot luck. Uh, there's an easy question for one point, a medium question for two points, and a hard question for three points. Ben, you are, of course, the quiz master, which means you have to have a nickname. I asked your dad, who's taking part especially today for Father's Day, whether he might come up with a nickname for you, and for himself maybe. Mm. What have we got there, Jeff? Uh, I think for myself, I'd like to go Big Jeff. Big Jeff, okay, Big Jeff, yeah. And uh, I often hear Ben... It being referred to as Benny on the uh, IT systems and things. So Amazon, yeah. Benny would be good for Benny. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, actually, I'm going to overrule that. You're going to overrule that? Yeah, I am. Because... Overruling your father on Father's Day. Uh, That's not on, It Jeff. shouldn't be allowed. That's it not should, on. It shouldn't be allowed. Well, I'll let you're you decide ne- You're never too old to go over his knee. I'll let you decide <laughs> then, because as a little nod and a wink to Kabir, yes. I thought this week I'd be known as Anthro Benorfic. So you I, decide. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, I mean, it's still going to get... Obviously, one of these from me. Yeah, but they all do. <laughs> but I like it. Okay, Jeff. So um, obviously, you've heard your son take part in the pub quiz. How would you rate his intelligence, his knowledge? Abysmal. Abysmal. <laughs> yes, he leaned into the mic. He sir. did. <laughs> We've never quite got over Braintree, have we? Let's be honest. Abysmal. <laughs> yeah. A waste of space. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I think it's father versus son. I mean, obviously, I'm taking part, and I'm the Jenga champion of Guildford, by the way, remember? So, yeah, and, anything um, could happen. Is this strategy leaving me without a pen, is it? Or? Oh, do you want a pen? I'd love, well, otherwise, how am I going to write them down? Well, <laughs> with your blood. Every week. There's always this. a way. <laughs> all right, then. Question number one for one point. Right. Are we all ready? We're ready. Just write it down. Just write Just it write down. Just write the answer down, Jeff. Yeah. What is the highest grossing film in UK box office history? Ooh. In US box office. UK. Oh, UK. Sorry, I was really listening. It is. Um, <laughs> UK box office history. Mm. Now, when was this book written? Mm, yeah, I don't know. Well, I've, I've I reckon it's answer. changed since this book was published, but I'll go with that. Yeah, okay. Have you got an answer there, Jeff? Are you I've ready? I've got an answer, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, Jeff man. has an answer. Right, right. Question number two for two points. If the counties that play in Cricket's County Championship were listed alphabetically, which county would come first um, I haven't got a clue 
Um, uh, okay. Counties playing cricket. If the counties that play in cricket's county championship were listed alphabetically, which county would come first? I cannot think of any counties except my own. <laughs> yeah, and that's quite way that's, down the list. It's a long way down. Yeah. Um, um, I, I honestly don't know. I'm going to. Yeah, I don't know. I'm struggling with that one. Yeah, it's difficult that. Yeah. I've got an answer, but I don't think it's right. Right. Question number three for three points. Okay, question number three is. What is the second book in the Harry Potter series? Oh, I don't know. I don't follow that at all. Um, I don't know. I've got a feeling I'm not going to get anything today. No, I'm going to have to... I think that was the third one, actually, I'm putting down. How are you getting on there, Jeff? Have you got an answer? No, I'm struggling with that one as well, I'm afraid. Oh, I think this is going to be a very low score, <laughs> is, isn't it? Disappointment. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm going home. Question number one. I think the good thing, though, Ben, for you, is that maybe you can go home with a bit of self-respect today. Uh, not looking at my answers, no. <laughs> oh, fair uh, enough. Question number one for one point was, what is the highest grossing film in UK box office history? I have said Titanic. I've put Titanic. I've got Titanic. The Titanic, answer three Titanics. is Skyfall. Oh, oh God. <laughs> And I think, I think I'm think i safe to say thus the points end. But um, question number two, if the counties that play in Cricket's County Championship were listed alphabetically, which county would come first? I've said Surrey. Um, what have you got, Jeff? Well, I've cheated a bit. Uh, what? I mean, you come in here <laughs> what as are you a doing? guest. <laughs> I've come up with Avon and Somerset. Oh, no, that's very good. I've put Durham. Why is that cheating? I don't think there's such a thing as Avon and Somerset. <laughs> okay. County cricket That's lying. That's not cheating. <laughs> it's What's Derbyshire. Oh, Derbyshire. Oh, dear. Question number three for three points. What is the second book in the Harry Potter series I have said, The Prisoner of Azkaban? Oh, Jeff, what have you got? Uh, this is a bit of a guess. Big I've, Jeff. I've got Big mind. Jeff, sorry. <laughs> I've got Harry Potter and the Hallows. You made that up. Okay. <laughs> I think he means the Deathly Hallows, which is a later film. Okay. I think I've, that was the final one, wasn't it? I think part, it was, yeah. Part one or part two, Dad? <laughs> part two. <laughs> no bonus points for that, I'm afraid. I've put the Philosopher's Stone, which I think might be the one. first it one. Was, yeah. uh, the answer was Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. So nobody. I, I did have Harry Potter and the... Half a point to Dan. Hang on! Big Jeff is the winner. Hang on, on. how's that allowed? How's that allowed? It's Honestly, Father's Day. Nepotism. <laughs> well done, Dan. Party girls, don't get hurt, can't feel anything. When will I learn? I push it down, I push it down. Cause I'm just holding on for tonight. Oh, I'm just holding on for tonight. On for tonight, on for tonight. That's three and a half minutes and never getting back in it. What was that? That was your dad's choice, that was. That was do wonderful. To, do you want to back announce that one, yeah, Big on. Jeff? That was Chandelier, or Chandelier, by Sia. Chandelier. Chandelier. That was the French pronunciation. <laughs> that's where I get my flair <laughs> from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you, you like that. I mean, that's incredible. You've proven to be far more with it than We would never have played that in a million years. But, no, um, it would never have crossed my you, mind. You just need some help on your record selection. I can see that. Okay. Well, that was uh, for Big Jeff on Father's Day. <laughs> now, see, a lot of people now, they've changed their perception of us. We've suddenly mm. become trendy. I think you'll find your audience figures will rise now. I think you're right. I think they will. It's very much sort of like having uh, a friend of mine. Uh, I'm not name dropping. No. I'm not name dropping because uh, I'm not going to name her. But a friend of mine presents a t- TV show, uh, a religious TV show called Songs of Praise. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And uh, she always says, well, in the past, whenever they had Daniel O'Donnell or Cliff Richard on, their audience would go up by a million. 
a million and I think it's like that next time we have Big Jeff on mm. and we play Sire Sia uh, Chandelier um, <laughs> our audience will go through the roof it will be incredible yeah Oh, he, I think you are like our Daniel O'Donnell, Jeff. I don't know, I, I don't know if that's an <laughs> uh, appealing to the older listener. <laughs> you are like our Sir Cliff. <laughs> think the link. And that's all right now. <laughs> uh, so, oh, yes, safe it's for now. <laughs> so, think the link. Uh, we were looking for the link between these three songs. You know the love line. You've been so there they were. Well, I've been stumped. We have had a little bit of listener help, but any ideas, Dad? I think I got the last one, Boomtown Rats. Boomtown yeah. Rats. And do you know the but I don't ones? know. I didn't know, recognise the track. Well, we've got a suggestion that the first one might have been uh, Rat in the Kitchen. We've got a suggestion that the middle one might be UB40 Rat Trap. So any ideas what the link might be, Dad? I think it's going to be Rats. It is Rats, yeah. Uh, UB40 Rat in the Kitchen, the Boomtown Rats Rat Trap. The first song was the specials Rat Race. Oh, uh, right. But anyway, you've got the link. That's all that matters. Not just a pretty face. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like the Phantom of the Opera. It's sort of half attractive because the pub quiz proved that there wasn't prettiness. Yeah. And now you've redeemed yourself a little, Jeff. Oh, and thank I, you. I can look across the desk at you with some affection. <laughs> and uh, oh, steady on. <laughs> as a father figure. Oh, that's all right. Uh, you know. Um, so Father's Day, what's the plans? Are you, you know, treating your father now to a beer? I think I'll buy him a beer or two. Yeah. Excellent. Will you buy me a beer or two for just putting up with you for so long <laughs> I think so might as well <laughs> well thank you very much Jeff for coming in thank it's you been, very much it's uh, been an pleasure. absolute pleasure happy really, Father's really Day really enjoyed it thank you very much and happy Father's Day I suppose I should say happy Father's Day to my dad oh yeah I forgot um, about him <laughs> but A he's not here and B he's not listening so it doesn't matter does it uh, and that's about it from us uh, standby Ice Station is on the way next uh, don't forget you can get in touch with us anytime on Twitter over the next seven days at Trevor and Ben or send us a message via the shout box croydonradio.com uh, we're back with our midweek podcast around um, well Wednesday or Thursday isn't it? Wednesday or Thursday would it be sounds about right yeah and then uh, back live next Sunday. By the way, you know I wasn't here last week. And yeah. I was in church. Yeah. And I went to the church then for a christening. And I thought it was a very traditional church. It was a very happy, clappy church. I felt so awkward. It was one of those churches where people put their hands in the air a lot. Oh, one of those. And um, I didn't know what to do. There were people around me putting their hands in the air. But the worst thing was, uh, because it was a christening, there was a lot of mums from the um, NCT group that oh. the mother went to and there was one of the mothers with a little baby sitting next to me and then you know they do, they do the peace in church we have to shake yeah, hands yeah. they said well now turn and whoever is next to you and shake the hand just as I turned she was doing a top up she said well, I'm very sorry oh, my word. I'm very sorry so well, A I'm in a church and B I'm supposed to be giving you the hand of peace and, <laughs> and all I can feel like is a grope of peace and that's not on is it praise Jesus <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> anyway and that's it from our standby ice station's on the way next and we'll see you next week take it easy bye bye the Trev and Ben Show.